on the stage now I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out Bonjour ladies and gentlemen in the house, how are you? All good in the hood, I hope and welcome to another episode of the Mindset with Muscle podcast. Today we are talking about 10 different life principles and if understood and implemented will have a significant impact on your life. These 10 I have taken from lots of people, lots of books and implemented them into my own life which have created massive massive changes in my thinking and my success so we're going to delve pretty deep on them for the next kind of 20 to 30 minutes and we're going to start with the first one and the first one is embracing the dip oh yes embracing the dip now this one is from Seth Godin if you haven't read any Seth Godin books, I highly, highly recommend that you read them. And what Seth Godin is talking about when it comes to a dip is when you see success. There's a great diagram talking about the dip. And as you can see, on the left-hand side in the arrows is results. On the right-hand side is effort. And what tends to happen with most things in your life is when you make some effort, you start to see results. But the longer you put effort in, the results start to go down. Or so you think. So the harder you work, sometimes you feel like you're going backwards. And it can really put somebody off, especially if they've spent many, many years working on something and they feel that it's going backwards. And this is the point. This dip is where most people stop. When in actual fact... The people that actually get the success are the people that carry on when they start to go backwards. And you can see lots and lots of examples of this. And if you can just be that person who knows that if you just carry on going, you will get results, guess what? You will get results. The amount of times I've gone backwards in business, the amount of times I've gone backwards on social media, the amount of times I felt that I've gone backwards in life. And the only thing that I have done during that time is to keep putting one foot in front of the other and not give up. I remember last year, I think it was about a year ago, my my engagement on TikTok was terrible. And someone actually commented, dude, your account's dead, stop. One of the things that I said to him is you can't fail if you don't give up. So if you're going through a rough time at the moment, if you feel that despite all of your efforts, nothing's working, keep pushing forward because it might be you that is in that dip. So life lesson number one, embrace the dip. Life lesson number two, is master the gap. Now, this has been a massive, massive game changer in my life. Lots of people have spoken about this gap before. Uh, a great writer, Benjamin Hardy, who I've spoken to on the podcast before, talks about this all of the time. And what you have to understand that the gap is, the gap is the space between when something happens to you and you respond. And a lot of people have a very short gap. So what happens, 
and I'll give you a great example of this, someone will say something hateful or hurtful to you online. And if you don't give yourself a gap of time to respond, you might respond negatively. Because what happens is when we feel like we're being attacked, our brain goes into fight or flight mode. Our brain goes into panic mode. It tries to keep us safe and survive. And a lot of that is down to us retaliating back. You know, if someone punches you in the face, it's automatic that you want to punch them back. But what the gap is, is a pause in time to reflect and then respond. And this has been a massive, massive game changer in my life. Say somebody says something horrible to me online. When I read it, I, like anybody else, get pissed off. Okay, a lot of people think I don't. I do. If I see something that someone is saying is negative to me, I want to, like any other person, to text, fuck you. Okay? But one of the things I've managed to master is this gap. And what I do is I pause for a bit. I reflect and I go, right, okay, is this about me? It seems like it's about me, but nine times out of ten when someone posts something hurtful or hateful online, it's about them. So the worst thing you can do in that response is do something negative because you have then solidified why they did it. If you give yourself a little bit of gap of time, gap of time and you respond with something positive, it's very hard to be negative back. And the amount of times that I have responded positively to a negative comment, it's ended the conversation. And also that person sometimes has even apologized. Not that I give a fuck about people apologizing because it's, it's social media, you know, it's, it's random strangers arguing on the internet. But it just goes to show that that works well. And the last thing that you want to do is get enraged about somebody that you don't know about. You never would know existed had Instagram never been invented. And that, once again, this is the important thing to understand about social media. This is why a lot of people get a lot of anxiety and overwhelm and, and in arguments because they are surrounding themselves with hundreds of thousands, if not millions, if not billions of people that they would never, ever meet. So what's the point in getting angry with these strangers online? Just get on with your day because the time that you spend arguing with a stranger online, that time could be spent much better doing something productive or doing something more fun. So life lesson uh, number two embrace the gap okay embrace the gap or master the gap sorry master the gap and the gap is the time which you give between when something happens to you and you respond because if you allow yourself a little time to reflect don't allow that fight or flight mechanism to kick in you won't have as much regrets you won't be apologizing as much and actually you'll become a hell of a lot more successful so number three the gap moving on to a great quote which i love and that quote is, don't complain, don't explain. And it is a great thought process to think about when it comes to what it is that you're doing. A lot of people complain and whinge and moan about other people. And one of the main reasons that so many people whinge, complain and moan about other people is because it makes them feel better. If they're not in a good place, talking shit about other people makes them feel better great but what you have to really ask yourself is 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 that helping you in any way whatsoever it's not 
it's not a productive use of your energy okay so don't complain about others also don't complain about things that are outside of your control if you're complaining about the weather can you do anything about it no stop fucking whinging complaining about traffic can you do anything about it no well stop complaining about it it is what it is and as much as it can be stressful or frustrating stop complaining there is always a silver lining with most things the next thing as well and an important one is to stop explaining yourself stop justifying the reason for not doing something no is a complete sentence if, if you ask somebody you know if somebody asks you whether you want to do something or whether you can do something for them and, and you say no you don't need an explanation no is no and this is such an important thing to practice you do not need to explain your actions in anything you do not have to justify why you do things or why you don't do things and a lot of time a lot of the time people are trying to they're not trying to convince other people when they try and explain they try and convince themselves so don't complain don't explain it is a great life lesson when you practice it number four on my list and this is such an important one when it comes to success and it is create more than you consume now there is a statistic online called well there's actual principle online called the 991 principle and what the 991 principle is is a breakdown of what happens online based on the number of people and 90 as in the 90 of the 991 is 90% of people online are what's known as lurkers so they consume but they don't create so 90% of the internet just consume but they don't create 9% of the internet are what's called intermittent contributors so they consume a lot but they create a little and they get some success because they are giving back to the world with their creations unlike the 90% who are just consuming and not doing anything with it not creating not helping other people and then you've got the one percent so we've got lurkers we've got intermittent contributors and then we've got the one percent which are creators creators create more than they consume they make things for others more than they take things and they are the people that get the success because they understand that this world is based on what you give not what you take so ask yourself now when it comes to the internet when it comes to things are you in the 90 percent? are you in the nine percent or are you in the what and one thing that you are aiming to do is just go up one so if you are in the 90 percent you want to be focusing to get to the nine and it's not you know posting lots of social media content it's just turning up once or twice a week and just putting some good into the world that will take you from 90 percent to nine and then once you start getting used to that once you start putting a little bit of value out into the world a couple of times a week then then you can scale up and then become a creator so instead of putting one or two good things out a week you're putting it out every single day you go in live like I am now on Instagram. Um, always, 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 you know, trying to level it up, trying to deliver as much value as I possibly can 
every single minute of every single waking day. If you look at what it is that I do for my day, I literally wake up and I create, 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 create. I do consume, but the things that I consume are things that can help me create better things. So they are things that level up my thinking, they level up my energy, they level up my skills. They are things that produce more results for me. So number four, create more than you consume. Uh, A very, very powerful life lesson. Super powerful life lesson. Uh, Number five on my list. And number five is this. Focus on fun. Focus on fun. Life can get you down sometimes. And one of the things that so many people don't do is focus on fun. Focus on having fun. And think about this. When was the last time you full-on belly laughed? When is the last time that you kind of turn around and go, I haven't had this much fun in a long time? The thing about having fun is it makes you realize exactly what life is about. The thing about having fun is actually when you feel like you're having fun, when you're enjoying yourself, when you're letting your hair down a little bit, you feel more energetic, you feel more creative, you bond with people so much better. It's great for your physical health. It's great for your mental health. And yet, ladies and gents, yet it is something that you don't focus on. You don't focus on having fun. One thing that I put in my journal is what are you going to do for fun today? And it doesn't have to be a big thing. You don't have to go on a load of roller coasters. You don't have to go and do something, you know, like that. But you need to have some fun. I'm a bit sad with my fun. I have a lot of fun playing my VR headset. I play 11 table tennis pretty much 20, 30 minutes a day. And that is my fun. I really, really enjoy that because it's so much fun. I'm pretty pretty fucking good at the game by now. Um, but it's called 11 table tennis on the Oculus Quest or the Quest 2, I think it's called. It used to be called Oculus. So I try and make sure I have some form of fun every single day. And then one of the things I do like to try and focus on is having a whole day of fun at least once a month. And I'm, I'm excited because this Saturday is going to be um, my day of fun. We're heading up to London to do a interactive, I think it's called interactive, interactive dining experience. I think it's called Murder on the Orient Express. It's kind of uh, food and a kind of a whodunit. And it's, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's like a two hour immersive dining. That's the one. It's called Immersive Dining Experience in London. So we're going to go there. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to spend some time um, with, you know, family and friends. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be my fun thing. So number four, sorry. So number five, going smashing through my list, focus on fun. Focus on having a little bit of fun each day. Focus on making sure that you're consciously aware of having fun and make sure that you do something at least for an entire day that's fun once a month. It will be a massive game changer for your physical and mental health. Okay, moving on to number six. And uh, number six is learn, then teach. Now, this has been a massive, massive life principle for me because it's, it changes the game for your thinking. Okay, it completely changes the game for your thinking. One of the things that I used to always do on my stories, on my Instagram stories, 
Um, I used to go for a walk in the morning and I always used to talk about my stories. And what I'd normally do is I'd read a chapter of a book. I'd write down the key takeaways from the chapter and then I'll go on to my stories and talk about the chapter. And one of the reasons that I do that is because it enables me to learn and understand about the subject which I've just read at a deeper level. Because there's a massive difference between consuming something for yourself and consuming something to teach other people. You look at it in such a deeper way. And if you can get into this mindset of learning something and then teaching somebody else, what you're essentially doing is giving value to others. So that might even be your strategy to go from the 90% of a lurker to an intermittent contributor. But what you'll find is when you start sharing with others the things that you've learned, i.e. by teaching them, you will learn so much more things and it will go in and it will stay in because you learn at a so much deeper level. So number six is learn and then teach. Life lesson number seven is the three C's. The three C's. What are the three C's, Jay? The three C's are this. Comparison, competition, and change. I'll say that again. The three C's are comparison, competition, and change. Now, let's start with competition. The only person that you should be competing against is the person that you were last year. And if you're not embarrassed by the person that you were last year, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. So the only competition that you have is you. Simple as. When you start competing with others, trust me, you might feel that getting one up on on your competitors, doing all of this gives you motivation, gives you, you know, that get up and go. But if you're relying on having competitors to get shit done, it's a bit like when I talk about motivation and discipline. You are seeking something that isn't going to be around all the time. Because what happens when you beat your competition? What happens when you are the competition? What happens when you have no competitors? What do you then do with your drive and your focus? I'll tell you what happened with your drive and your focus. It will go. And you might even start to self-sabotage. So other people can overtake you and then you can start to have some competition. Now, does that sound very healthy to you? No. Competing with yourself and the person that you used to be is so much better. Okay? So that's what you should be doing for the first C. Number uh, two of our Cs is comparison. We hear this quote all the time. Comparison is a thief of joy. And it's so, so true. The only thing and, and the only person that you should be comparing yourself to is the person, once again, that you were last year. Okay? Simple as. You should not be comparing yourself to other people. And one of the main reasons that you shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people is you, you, you don't know what journey that they're on. You know, if you are comparing your Instagram following to somebody else's Instagram following, if you're comparing your life through the lens of social media, that person is only showing you a highlight reel of their life. That person's only showing you the best bits of their life. And you don't actually know if they're, ha if they're happy at all. 
And this is one thing that I always say when it comes to comparison. If you are constantly comparing yourself to somebody else, in order to become that person, you need to take on everything about that person. So let's just say you, you saw somebody on Instagram who has a nice car, who gets private jets, who see, seems like they have this millionaire lifestyle. Do you see that they have a wife and kids? Do you see that they have family and friends? Do you see that they're actually happy? Because in order to become that person, you need to lose everything in your life which you are currently grateful and happy about in order to become that person. What are you willing to sacrifice and give up? Because I guarantee you've got lots of things in your life which you are very grateful for, which you are very happy with and very fulfilled about. And the trouble is with comparison is you're only comparing one variable. You're comparing how good somebody's life looks. You're comparing how much money somebody has. But if you were to compare everything about their life, you probably wouldn't change your life. How fulfilled you are with your children, how happy you are in the place that you live. All of these things you've got to compare if you want a true comparison. And I'm telling you now, if you did, you'd probably be happy where you are. So the second C is comparison. The only person you should be comparing yourself is last year's you. And find number three, change. One of the biggest things of these three C's is change. So many people think that they can change other people. You can't change other people. The only person that you can change is you. Simple as. So many people try to change others. And this is very much like the story of the strong wind and the sun. I always use Aesop's fables. I think this is an Aesop's fable. And it's about the strong wind and the sun. And the strong wind and the sun are up in the sky and they see a guy walking past. And the strong wind says to the sun, I am the strongest out of both of us. And the sun's like, you're not. You're not, mate. And the wind says, I am. I'll prove it. You see that, see that man down there? I'm going to blow his cloak off. And the sun goes, go on then. So the wind blows and tries to blow the guy's cloak off. And what happens? The guy holds on to the cloak tighter. The wind tries to blow even more. And the harder that the wind blew, the tighter this guy had his cloak on. Now it's the sun's turn. All the sun does is shine. And what happens when he starts to shine is the guy down there gets hot. The sun continues to shine. And guess what? The guy down who had his cloak on tight gets so hot that he just decides to take his cloak off. Now, the lesson there is this. If you try and force change on people, if you try and force things onto people, they just hold on to those ideals much tighter. We don't like to be told what to do. However, if you really want people to change, you need to focus on changing yourself. You need to focus on shining and being a shining example to other people. Because when people see how good your life is based on the things that you do, They'll want to follow suit. They will want to change. So don't be the strong wind when it comes to change. Be the sun. Shine. The only person that you can change is you. So the three C's, ladies and gents. Competition. The only competition you have is yourself. Comparison. The only person that you should be comparing yourself with is the person that you were last year. And finally, change. You can't change others. The only person that you can change is yourself. Moving on to number eight now. Number eight of my life lessons is overcoming obstacles. 
Now, this is a mental framework because when people are on a path of success trying to do stuff and they face an obstacle, as soon as they face that obstacle, they give up. And it's very much like what we spoke about in number one, embracing the dip. But you've got to look at obstacles the way that they should be. One of my favorite books is called The Last Lecture by Randy Pulsch. I think it's called pronounced Pulsch, um, but it's The Last Lecture. And what it is about is about a teacher that finds out he has cancer and only has a few months less left to live. And The Last Lecture is about his very last lecture. And it's, and it's a book on life lessons. Super, super powerful. Um, and um, one of them was a great quote that Randy said in his book about overcoming obstacles. I want, I want to read it to you now. He says, um, the obstacles that lie between you and your goals are not there to stop you from reaching your goals. They are there to stop the people who don't want them enough. So if you are trying to uh, succeed in some way with something, and something gets in your way, an obstacle, a roadblock. There are two ways to look at it. Oh my God, I've got a roadblock, something's stopping me. This is hard, I'll give up. Or this has been put there in place on purpose to see how much I really want this. And whenever I look at an obstacle now, I look at it as a test. If everything fucks up and I fail and I try something and it's a complete and utter disaster. I have those two options. I can give up or I can try again. And something that I always do with everything that I do in business and in life, I learned from the army and it's called an after action review. It's a simple thing that they do in the British army after they patrol. And it's so they don't make any mistakes. So they learn from the experience. And so they make those improvements. And it's three simple questions that you can ask yourself. What went right, what went wrong, and what can be improved next time? And that third one is so, so important. What can be improved next time? Because something that I say to a lot of my clients is you don't learn anything from a perfect week. But when you have a shit week, you don't review it. You only review the good weeks. Because it's painful to review when you fuck up. But it's the only way that you can make those improvements. So when you do do it again, you get success. And many years ago, I shared a quote. I made it up and I said, this is the key to success. You try something, you fail. You try something, you fail again. You try something, you fail again. You try something, you, you fuck it up even more. You try something, you get a little tiny win. You try something, you get a little, big, little bit bigger win. You try something, you finally, after all these attempts, win. You try it again, you get a bigger win. You try it again, you get a massive win. You try it again, you get a huge win. You try it again, and you become the go-to person and world-class. And then the last thing that people turn around and say to you is, aren't you lucky? So obstacles, I will say that Randy Pulsch quote again from the last lecture, the obstacles that lie between you and your goals are not there to stop you from reaching your goals. They are there to stop the people who don't want them enough. So number nine, overcoming obstacles.
uh, sorry, number eight, overcoming obstacles. On to number nine now. And number nine is something that I read on the wall of, I actually read this on the wall in the army about 15 years ago. And I will never forget it. And I don't know why it was on the wall. But it was give and forget, receive and remember. Give and forget, receive and remember. Massive, massive game changer. Because a lot of people, when they give gifts to others, they expect something in return. And it's this whole reciprocity effect. Because if you wake up each day and you give value, wake up, you put good out into the world and you don't expect anything back in return, you will get a lot back in return. And when you do, you're going to be surprised just how much you get back because you're not expecting anything back. Because if you give with expectation, you won't give for very much, for very long. Because you you won't keep consistent. Because you're like, oh, I'm not getting anything from this. I'm not getting anything from this. You're being impatient. And then, you don't, then you're not consistent. And then you don't put stuff out. And then you don't get anything because you don't put anything out. So give and forget. Receive and remember. Okay, when people are giving you gifts, this is the natural law of the land as well. Remember, it doesn't always mean that you have to give something back, but remember. Because if that person is giving that gift and not expecting anything back, then they will get things back. Okay, you remember. You remember. It doesn't mean that you have to give back, but nine times out of ten you will. Because it's that whole reciprocity effect. And I say this everyone, give and forget, receive and remember such an easy quote to remember and a great piece of life advice and then finally number 10 of my 10 life principles thoughts become things there's so many different quotes on thoughts um there's one that a good friend of mine says and it's thoughts are not your reality reality is not your thoughts but one of the things that a lot of people need to understand is what's called a self-fulfilling prophecy and what's a self-fulfilling prophecy is is when you think something negatively you act in a way so it becomes a reality okay so if you're having a bad day your day tends to get worse why does it get worse because when you're having a bad day you lash out to everyone around you and when you lash out to everyone around you, they get angry with you. They get short with you. You don't have much success with the day because no one likes being shouted at, looked at funny, and it's this whole reciprocity. So if you're having a bad day, you can pretty much guarantee that that day will continue if you end up lashing out and letting everybody know that you've had a bad day. So thoughts become things. When you're having negative thoughts, one of the most important things for you to do is get it out of your head. And how I get it out of my head is by a number of things. Firstly, brain dump. If you're having negative thoughts, journaling things down, writing things down is a massive game changer. It gets out of your head, brain dumps down on a piece of paper or whiteboard, and then you can look at it objectively. Two other things which you can practice to strengthen your, your mindset is meditation. And what meditation, the basics of meditation is to have a thought and allow it to pass. Mindfulness. Mindfulness allows you to focus on the breath 
and to have thoughts come into your head without judgment. And if you become good at meditation and mindfulness, thoughts will not become things, especially negative thoughts. Because then when you have a negative thought and you do practice things like meditation and mindfulness daily, you will know exactly what to do when those negative thoughts come in. So thoughts become things. So let's have a quick overview of what we spoke about. Number one, embrace the dip. Seth Godin's book, Embrace the Dip. When you are putting a lot of effort in, you will get a dip. And this is where most people quit. If you decide not to quit, that's where the success will come. The second one that I spoke about is master the gap. The gap is the response between when something happens to you and you respond. You need to pause, you need to reflect and not allow your emotions to take over. Uh, number three, don't complain, don't explain. You know, if you're complaining about someone or something and there's nothing that you can do about it, it's pointless. If there's something that you can do about it, do something. And don't feel that you need to explain yourself to anyone. No is a complete sentence. Okay, number four, create more than you consume. I already spoke about the 99-1 principle. And if you are a person that gives more than takes, you will get a massive amount of success. Uh, number five on my list is focus on fun. You should be focused on having a little bit of fun each day and make sure that you're having at least an entire day of fun every single month. It's not only good for your mental health, it's good for your physical health, it's good for bonding with people. And, you know, if you're not focused on having belly out, laugh, laughing and fun, what's the point? Okay, what's the point in all this shit? And number five, learn then teach. If you want to learn things at a deeper level, teach other people what you've learned. Uh, number seven, the three C's comparison competition and change okay you can't change others you shouldn't be competing with others and you shouldn't be comparing with others the only person you can change is you the only person you should be competing against is you and the only person that you should be comparing with is the person that you were last year number eight overcome obstacles i will say the randy uh, Porsche quote, the obstacles that lie between you and your goals are not there to stop you from reaching your goals. They are there to stop the people who don't want them enough. Number nine, give and forget, receive and remember. Okay, do not give without expectations. Don't expect anything because if you do, you'll get a lot. And finally, number 10, thoughts become things. If you have a negative thought pattern and you're constantly dwelling on it, it will become a reality unless you focus on disciplining disciplining yourself to improve it. How do you improve it? Mindfulness, meditation. Meditation, allowing yourself to have a thought and allowing it to pass. Mindfulness, having a thought without judgment and then allowing it to, to leave your thoughts by focusing on the breath. If you practice these two things, they will have a massive impact on your thoughts, okay? And they won't become things. So legends, they are my 10 life principles. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I finish every single Mindset and Muscle episode with the same quote. And it's what you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel. And what you put in your head affects what you think and what you do. Today, you've been filling your heads with me, Jay Alderton. Ladies and gents, I really hope you enjoy this upgraded version of my live stream. And I'll catch up with you very, very soon. Adios. Amigos. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top.